Welcome to my numbers. Uh, Tyson Banker with you here at Bench Clear Media. Again, follow me at numbers underscore behind on uh, Twitter. And, you know, make sure to put comments in the video if we have one. Sometimes we kind of mix up with my videos when they're up and they're not. But happy to just discuss with you guys. Have a lot to chat about today. Uh, sorry I was gone last week. I was anticipating my mom coming and visiting. Fortunately, she got held up at the border with a couple of restrictions that popped up on her way that she wasn't prepared for. So I didn't get to see her on the sad note to start the show. But um, see if my in-laws can make it here on the 26th. They're trying to come. So we shall see. That's one negative of being uh, technically international. You know, Canada doesn't really feel like I'm international. Uh, definitely one negative is kind of getting family and friends up here can be more difficult sometimes. But anyways, I hope you have a great holiday uh, week here with your family. And I hope everybody's just hunkering down and getting ready to enjoy some time with family and friends in a safe, safe way. Uh, you know, pandemic is the pandemic, but at the same time, we got to see each other and be with our families. It's an important part of life. So, um, but I, I just a lot to talk about today. Like I said, I'm going to go week 15 review. Um, I have a really strong case for Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to talk about today. Uh, did a lot of research on him. Uh, we talked about a couple injuries, the playoff picture a bit, some hot and cold players, and it's kind of my five takeaways of the week and just kind of our basic rundown. Um, but again, make sure to uh, rate and review the show. Follow me at numbers underscore behind again. And uh, again, one quick um, shout out to my sponsor, uh, Queen City Breaks on Facebook group. Just go ahead and hang out with Harris and Avery and the guys over there. will take care of you. you. Mention behind the numbers and get $10 in break credit. All right. So, there's a couple injuries to talk about. Uh, Lamar Jackson was out. He uh, didn't play. He tried to warm up. Ankle wasn't quite there. Huntley looked good. Uh, his backup is playing quite well, and he also has a speed, not like Lamar's speed, but he ran for almost 80 yards and a couple of scores. Uh, he, and he has a little bit, I'd say, a little bit better passing ability from what I've seen so far. Um, I know it's kind of early to early to tell, um, but overall, really impressed with Huntley so far, even in a losing effort to Green Bay. Uh, Daniel Jones is still out. Uh, sounds like they're going to shut him down. Uh, Darnold still out. Uh, Baker missed with COVID in a really important game for them, which is a tough loss. Uh, Goff has COVID right now after upsetting the Cardinals, so we'll see if he's ready for the end of the week. And then Waddle missed because of COVID as well. There's a couple of just kind of highlights of teams to kind of look for. But let's get right to it. Um, this week started off with a bang with Mahomes and uh, Herbert going into OT against each other. Again, Mahomes edged him 34-20 in OT. Uh, Kansas City got to their uh, dynamic offense in the second half. They really got after it. Uh, all three of the big guys had huge games. We'll talk about them in the hot uh, players, but a very entertaining game. And Casey got the ball first and went down, scored touchdown, just ended it. Uh, Kels was a monster in that game. Again, we'll get to his numbers in the hot cold players. Uh, Colts, very impressive home win on Saturday over New England. Jonathan Taylor, big game. It's a very tough defense. Uh, again, just kind of pushing up his his status in the league as a you know, top running back in the league right now. Uh, the New England defense is no joke for him to go up 170 to touchdowns. A really big day. Mack played well. Couple turnovers, but he still looks good. And I have a couple of comparisons for Mac and Lawrence coming up later in the show. Uh, Dallas cruises past the Giants 21 6. You know, Dallas didn't really play super well, but Mike Glennon's the quarterback of the Giants. Giants don't really have much to work with. Uh, there's kind of a, a weak team right now. Just the bottom line, Giants are weak. Uh, it's, you know, 21 6 defense really did it for Dallas. Four takeaways. Uh, defense is making a lot of plays, and Dallas' offense is still stagnant. So Dallas is not going to be able to do very well in the playoffs if they can't get that offense rolling the way it was the first five weeks. Uh, before Dak's injury, so if this is the offense they have, then they're going to be uh, they're going to be out pretty quick in the playoffs. So something to monitor there. Uh, Buffalo gets up back on track, beating the uh, the Panthers 31-14. You know, Cam struggled again. Uh, just uh, not. I mean, he's just a replacement guy, replacement level. And he's playing that way. Uh, Bills just took care of business against a team that's struggling without a quarterback. Uh, but, but a good win for Buffalo. There, it's just crazy to see that Buffalo is a seven seed in the playoffs, which we'll talk about here at the end. 
Uh, Shocker of the week, Lions beat Arizona at home 30-12. to uh, It's a great win for the Lions to get that kind of big win against Arizona, get that you know kind of momentum going with that franchise. But at the same time, it costs them. They are now out of the first pick in the draft. Uh, so that has its double na- a little bit of a negative spin to it there. But uh, they were winning the whole game. They just kind of controlled that game, made some plays, had a really nice pick on Kyler. Uh, they, they just played really well. Goff had a nice game, three touchdowns. Uh, St. Brown was nice. Uh, so, anyway, a good win for the Lions, but it might hurt them more than they realize. Uh, Jets play Miami tough, but Miami wins at the end, 31-24. Uh, Pittsburgh gets a score late, to, a much-needed win over the Titans to keep their playoffs alive. Uh, Texans win at Jacksonville in first game without Meyer, uh, 30-16. Special teams really kind of killed the Jags. They had a jumped off sides, and the Texans – or they ran the kicker, jumped off sides, I forgot, but on, the, on a, a punt – uh, Texans kept the ball, ended up scoring a touchdown, and they also had a return for a touchdown. So 14 points from special teams is tough to overcome. Um, overall, I think the Jags are just kind of the Jags right now in terms of their roster, but I'm still really happy that Urban Meyer is gone. I'm glad they're not digging in and trying to give him time. Just was falling apart. He lost the locker room, and I think it's a good opportunity for them to get a guy that's specifically for Lawrence. Again, I still believe his talent's really impressive. I still think he's needs to get the guys around him and the coaching around him. I think he has a really good shot to be really good. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but urban Meyer is out. Uh, Bengals get a big win for their playoff push. They beat Denver 15 to 10. Uh, Locke came in for injured Teddy. It's kind of when Denver really, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they lost six thirty. offense. Wasn't really going that well. Bengals and Broncos defense both played really well. Uh, Block came in. You can see that he can definitely push the ball down the field better than Teddy, but he's definitely really inaccurate. He just continues to miss, he makes the right read. He does everything right. You just can't put the ball in the right spot, which is the main part you have to do as a quarterback. So I don't know if there's going to be any momentum for Locke or anything in this opportunity, and Teddy could be back next week. Uh, should, we'll see what happens with him injury-wise. Uh, but both those teams, that was a big win for both – a big win for the Bengals, a big game for both of them in terms of they're both on the edge of the playoffs. So uh, Bengals are in a good position right now. They're actually in the playoffs and leading their division now with the Ravens' loss. San Fran handles Atlanta uh, 31-13. So San Fran's kind of quietly came on over the last few weeks. Um, they would each be a really good spot if they didn't have that loss to Seattle. They should have won, uh, but they've been playing really well. They're well in the playoffs right now. Uh, Atlanta's just they're on the edge, but they've just been kind of piecing together wins on some easier teams. Uh, haven't been very good against the tougher teams, so Atlanta probably won't make any noise. Uh, Green Bay edges of the Ravens, as we talked about. Uh, Ravens scored late to tie it, but then they went for two to go for the win. Didn't get it again, so that's twice this year. They've gone for two at the end to try to win the game and haven't got it. So, I mean, those losses could matter because right now the Ravens are actually outside of the playoffs in terms of their seeding, which is just crazy to think about. So uh, the AFC is really stacked in a very crazy way that it's going to be a really interesting last three weeks of games here. So that should be really fun to watch. And I think the AFC North especially is in a tough, tough spot. We'll talk about that when we get to the playoff uh, position. Uh, Saints shut out Tampa Bay. That is not a misprint. Saints, nine to nothing, they beat Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is in big trouble. They lost Godwin for the year, a torn ACL. I really love Godwin. He's a lot on my fantasy teams. Uh, that's a really big blow. Evans is out. They're considering putting Fournette on IR. I mean, that is three really big losses that offense. So uh, that really kills that Tampa Bay momentum to maybe repeating the Super Bowl champs. Uh, so really, it's a, not the, I think it was already wide open, uh, but just seeing those injuries come through, Tampa Bay is definitely, they've gotten weakened uh, last this last week for sure. Uh, Vegas gets a big road win. On the Browns on Monday. Yeah, they moved that game to Monday. Uh, Raiders were kind of winning the whole game. Browns put together a couple of drives in the second half, took the lead, and Raiders got a nice long field goal from Carlson to win as time expired. Tough loss for the Browns. They played really well without Baker and a lot of guys out with COVID. 
it's just you know it is what it is it's tough with covid and then being out cost them a game essentially and in this case it did uh minnesota <laughs> defense just stifles fields and the bears uh 17 and 9 vikings have a tough schedule down the stretch really tough for them to make the playoffs i think their last three games are really difficult i think they have green bay again a couple other teams that are all above 500 teams so they're gonna have to play really well down the stretch to get in uh, Rams defense was big tonight. Uh, they just got done on their Tuesday night game. Uh, the 20 to 10 went over Seattle. Wilson doesn't look right, man. Wilson does not look good. Uh, that just over the offense does not look good. Uh, I really think things are unraveling in Seattle. It's going to be a really interesting offseason. I've said that before in the show, but it's going to be interesting offseason for Seattle. See what happens with Russell and that team. Hertz has three TDs on the Eagles come back from a 10, nothing deficit to win 27, 17 over Washington to move to the eighth spot. So they're kind of moving up that possible, um, list of teams for making the playoffs uh hurts like he actually his numbers are efficient passing wise still made some bad throws but still hit three touchdowns he's just like it's a really interesting he's a really good fantasy quarterback i'm still not a believer in a nfl quarterback um but he got the job done tonight and we'll see if you know eagles continue to climb and make make uh, make a run uh, miles sanders very impressive night as well he's over 100 yards rushing kind of nice to see him kind of get back on track so with that, I kind of want to move into the NFL pictures, give you guys an idea of what NFL picture we're looking for. Remember, for us in the card world, we really want to focus on the playoffs and guys that are making the playoffs because those teams that make runs tend to have some value bumps in their cards. Um, so I think that's important for us to kind of get some guys lined up that we want to go for. So kind of go through these. I'll kind of talk about some guys that you could target a bit, maybe on the more affordable side. But I mean, Green Bay is the number one seed in the NFC. They're, I don't see them not being the number one seeds. They're going to have a bye week. They're going to be in Lambeau for the entire playoffs, which is a big, big advantage for them. So, I mean, I really, obviously, Rodgers and Adams, I think those two guys are going to be good guys for the playoff run. Uh, with Green Bay, I think they can go all the way. They have that kind of talent. Their defense is playing so well. Uh, I just think that they have a good, good balance with that team right now. You know, if you want to go sneakier or smaller play, I think A.J. Dillon's a good little sneaky play. I think they can lean on him in the playoffs some more, especially at Lambeau. He just, like I said before, he's a cold-weather runner coming from Boston College, so definitely could see him make some noise. Currently, Dallas is in the two seed. I'm not really sure why they are. That's just according to NFL.com, just because Tampa Bay did beat them, and they have the same record, so I'm not sure that works out. But Dallas is 10-4. and four. Again, if their offense is stagnant right now, definitely worried about them making a run i like their defense i like what their defense has done in terms of making plays uh, but their offense is just not getting it done and their defense is not it's not super solid it's it just they're making a lot of plays they're just they aren't um, one of the top defenses in the league so i think in the playoffs they can be exposed a bit but dallas's offense have to get together in these last three weeks for me to make believe that they they can actually make a run uh, but you know dax there cd lamb's a good option you know i don't think zeke's a good option i think it's basically zeke and pollard so i'm not going to see any big games from zeke that's going to make his value jump at this point that's just a way they've kind of handled that in the two uh, back system. Tampa Bay is 10 and four. Again, they're going to be tough because a lot of the guys that I would say to look at like Fournette and Godwin are, are out and they're out for the foreseeable future. So, you know, maybe a Ronald Jones, if you remember sleeper, and we know Brady's super expensive and I don't think his value is going to change win or loss this year. Uh, and I, you know, Mike Evans, I don't think so either. So there's really not much value wise. It's just Tampa Bay in terms of the hobby right now. And we can make gains on, you know, Arizona is, they're starting to dwindle a bit kind of like they did last year. Uh, is Kyler still an option? Is it someone could rise? Uh, if Hopkins comes back to the playoffs, you should see a little bump there. Uh, but all in all, Arizona, I'm not feeling good for them in a playoff run right now. They're just not playing well at the right time. Uh, Rams are now 10-4 and four, uh, as well. I didn't update that yet because they just played. So they actually might even be over the Cardinals right now. So they're actually 4-5. and five. I think they're flipped. 
the 49ers eight and six in the sixth seed. Uh, they're getting Ram Stafford. I want to mention he did hit 50,000 yards passing, his youngest player ever to do that. So if you're a person who kind of likes to go with tallies of Hall of Fame type stuff, that's a pretty good Hall of Fame stat for him. I think he's well into the Hall of Fame at this point. Um, but definitely his cards are going to continue to rise. And I think they are a team that can definitely make a run in the playoffs with the defense they have. So Stafford's a good option. Uh, Cup, Cup's been playing so well. I've been seeing some posts and people ask questions. Is he MVP candidate? And he should be. Cup is playing extremely well. I think him and Taylor are very strong non-QB options for the MVP. And I think they both have teams that can make runs in the playoffs. So I'd jump on now still if you can. Uh, again, four hours, eight and six. Uh, Debo Samuels, I think, is undervalued in the hobby. So some guy to consider is maybe go for Debo lit a little bit. And then Minnesota is currently in the seven spot, but again, they have a really tough um, schedule on the stretch. So we'll see if they be able to hold it. You know, Minnesota got Jefferson, uh, you know, Cook, uh, you know, Cousins have much value in the hobby, but overall, it'd just be kind of Jefferson or Cook. I'm not really a big Cook fan, so mostly all Jefferson for me. Uh, bubble teams for MC just to pay attention to: Saints, Philly, Washington, and the Falcons. I really think it's Saints, Philly, Washington, and Minnesota for that last spot. I think the top six are pretty much locked in, um, and they might have some switching. In the top six, but overall, I think that's who it is. Basically, gonna be Minnesota, Saints, Philly, and I think Washington for that last spot is kind of how I view it for the NFC. AFC is much different, much uh, it's a tougher one to see because it's a bunch of eight and six and seven, seven teams. So a lot can happen these last three weeks. Uh, Chiefs, the one seed right now, 10 and four. Again, they have a you know, Arrowhead's a big home field advantage for them. So similar to Green Bay, they'd be a really comp- good position if they can lock in that one seed and you know how bad they've played you could say bad but just not normal kc style and still being the one seeds quite impressive so we have to give them some some props for that props to Mahomes and the team for you know win after win they've won i believe they won seven straight at this point uh patriots nine and five are the two seed right now again mac jones they make a run i think the patriots are a team that can make a run with that defense they can really shut teams down and if they're the two seed they're gonna have at least one uh if not two home games so you know it's a tough place to play in gillette in the in the, the winter months so i uh, definitely could see the patriots making a run titans they're the three seed right now i think it's going to be hard for them to keep that just because of uh you know they're there's tread water with injuries julio's injured again aj brown's not back and henry's maybe good for the playoffs so they're just trying to get to the playoffs and hope they have some type of health um so we'll see if they get there but i i could see the colts actually overtaking them if the titans drop a couple games on the stretch here uh, Bengals are currently in the four seed with the North lead right now, eight and six. Uh, obviously, I think they have lots of guys. Hoppy wise, T. Higgins has been playing really well. Burrow, uh, Chase, all those guys. And you know, Mixon got hurt. So hopefully, he's not hurt too bad. I haven't heard anything on that yet. But he did get hurt at the end of the last game. Colts are the five seed currently, eight and six. Chargers, eight and six, and the Bills are eight and six. The bubble teams: Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns, Dolphins, and Broncos. All those teams are seven and seven, or right there on the edge of the seven seed. Um, so the interesting thing is the Ravens, um, I think we get to this in my five points, but the AFC North teams have very difficult schedules. All three of them do, or all four of them do. So we will talk about that on my uh, five takeaways of the week. All right. So we got a little playoff picture to help us kind of kind of get oriented to who to target. Um, let's talk about the rookies real quick. And I'm going to go through my Trevor Lawrence uh, research for you. But uh, just this week, our rookies – a little bit light on the rookies. A lot of not very many big rookie performances this week. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, twenty-two of thirty-eight for two ten, five rushes for twenty-one yards. Mac Jones, twenty-six of forty-five for two ninety-nine, two touchdowns and two picks. Zach Wilson, thirteen of twenty-three for one seventy. Justin Fields, eighteen of thirty-three. Oh, excuse me, that's his last game. He had one touchdown pass. I know that he was around two forty, probably about fifty-six yards rushing. Sorry, I didn't update his uh, from the Monday night game yet. 
but he he looked good. He their offense is just again stagnant too. If they don't have the flow, the coaching right now, you can just tell they're not in rhythm. But I think he's he's making some good throws, making some strong throws, and he knows when to use his legs and he knows when to get down, which is important as well. Um, Trey Lance didn't play. Chase worst game of the year for him. One catch for three yards is all that kind of killed me in a couple of my fantasy leagues. <laughs> um, we had Jalen Waddle on the COVID list. Uh, Kyle Pitts four for seventy seven. Najee Harris had his worst game of the year as well, which is bad for fantasy owners. 12 for 18, 2 for 8. Javante Williams, again, just kind of slow and steady. Not a great game, great game for him, but still 15 for 72, 4 for 9 yards. Uh, you know, very productive. Uh, Mills has been starting. Hasn't looked bad. He's kind of showcasing a little bit of an opportunity for him. Maybe to have a chance to start next year if he continues. But 19 of 32 and 9, two touchdowns, one pick. He started out really good, kind of fizzled late in the game. But I don't know if there's much to work with there or not. Amara St. Brown, 8 for 90 for one touchdown. He's been phenomenal the last three weeks. He's got, I believe, 24 catches last three weeks, and he's had 36 targets last three weeks. So he is getting a great target share and also cashing in when he gets those targets. Uh, Chubba Hubbard, 8 for 40, one catch for one yard. Tony didn't play. Bateman, pretty slow, one catch for five yards. Parsons didn't get a sack uh, for his first time in the last four games. One tackle, one pass deflection. Uh, Ramador Stevenson, 10 for 36. Elijah Moore didn't play, Freemuth 4 for 37, and Elijah Mitchell didn't play. So there's your rookie kind of stats. All right, so I've been a pretty big um, Lawrence supporter. I've seen a lot of shade just thrown on him. I've seen people say they need a draft quarterback, just crazy stuff. Um, and I just completely disagree. I think that Trevor Lawrence is a really talented quarterback. If you watch the clips, he's still like putting the ball in great spots. He's still His timing's good. Um, a lot of just the things you look for in a quarterback look great. Um, the one thing, like kind of two things that I really think are important for quarterback, and one is pocket presence. Uh, if you watch guys like Brady, you watch the really elite quarterbacks, their ability to move in the pocket, to feel pressure, to make throws, just like sliding is really important. If you watch him, he is actually really good at that. He's getting a lot of pressure, and we're going to talk about that, but he slides well, he feels pressure well, and he can step and throw in a lot of different you know situations uh, with his arm strength. So I think that's kind of number one. Number two, just the ability to make all the throws. He can throw the 15-yard out. He can throw the deep ball. He has the arm strength and the accuracy to do all those things. So if you're saying, well, then what's the problem? Well, the problem is, you know, one, I think coaching. Two, he's on a terrible team. And three, they just have no cohesiveness with the offensive line and that offense right now. They're just kind of all over the place in terms of their system. Uh, so to me, there's just a lot of reasons why he doesn't look great in terms of the numbers. So let's dig into it in terms of the actual numbers I have for you. All right, so and I put up here as well. I put up some Mac Jones uh, comparisons for you to kind of understand what this means. All right, so right now Trevor Lawrence is being pressured on 25% of his dropbacks. That's the 11th most in the league. He has 62 hurries, which is fourth most in the league. He has 47 times he's been hit, eighth in the league. He has 28 sacks, which is 12th in the league. He has 25 drops by his receivers this year, which is fifth in the league. He's 70% on target, um, 22% he's off target, which 22% is actually um, second most. But just in context, Mahomes is sixth most in off target throws. So that can be taken two ways of just trying to make difficult throws or just miss like he thought he was going to go out, guy went in. Like those are the things that will happen, um, but just kind of for context. Here's another one that's really interesting. He's the one I've been commenting on the show. He's been 4.8 yards per completion, which is 24. Josh Allen, by the way, is 31st in the league on that, which I thought was really surprising. Uh, Josh Allen is second last in the league in yards per completion depth. Um, and I think that has to do a lot with offensive calls and different things like that because they're not just checking down all the time. 
Just not taking those shots. So then let's compare these numbers to Mac Jones. So Mac Jones is 5.1 yards per completion. He's 18th in the league. So only 0.3 yards per completion difference. This is the one that really blows me away. Mac Jones has only had 12 drops this year. So he's had 12 drops. That's 29th in the league. So that is, he is like the worst, like in a good way compared to Lawrence with 28, 25 drops. So he has more than double. Uh, 6% more accurate Jones is than Lawrence. So that makes sense. Jones has been a little more accurate, which Jones came out with being a very accurate passer. So that does, that does make sense. But these are the ones that are really interesting to me. Jones has only been pressured on 19% of his dropbacks. That's a 6% difference, which is a lot. Um, also 88 pressures compared to um, 137 pressures for Lawrence. Hurries, 20 hurries for Mac Jones. Trevor Lawrence has been hurried 62 times. Last one, 25 sacks that Mac Jones has taken. Lawrence has only taken 28. I think that's a really big sign of how good Lawrence is in the pocket is that he's being hurried, being rushed, being pressured all these times, three, two to three times more than Mac Jones, and he's only given up three more sacks than Mac Jones. So all this together, to me, just means just be patient with Lawrence. I think there's going to be a great buying opportunity for Lawrence as the season ends. I think people are already already off on him because they already have seen what Herbert and Kyler and these guys have done out of the gate. But if they've joined great, much better teams, much better coaching, uh, Herbert joined Lynn. That was a little bit tough, but point is, is these there we've been spoiled with some of the rookie quarterbacks. I think Lawrence, we're going to have to give time. Peyton Manning had a rough first year. I think there's been a lot of quarterbacks have been very successful. They're not successful in their rookie season. So by Lawrence, when you find the dip, and the Donruss, get those colors, make sure to stay numbered, stay off the base, go above that, and you'll thank me because he's going to be a good quarterback. I really believe that. All right. So off my Lawrence rant, hot and cold players. Uh, cold players this week. Again, Russell Wilson, 17 for 31, 156 yards, 1 INT. Uh, just not the whistle Wilson we know that extends plays, that makes, makes it happen down the road. 10 points that just couldn't get nothing going against the Rams. Two, not an awful day, but 16 for 27 for 196, two touchdowns, two picks. One of his picks I had to put, it was a pick six and the worst time he could have done it. Uh, so I had to <laughs> had to put that on there. He's just not playing really well right now, but they are winning. So that's good. Um, but at the same time, not the numbers you want to see from Tua. And then Big Ben just kind of struggling, 16 for 25, 148. He did fall in the end zone for a one-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, but him and the Steelers did not do much in that game, even though they got the W. So hot players. So the good news uh casey's big three so tyree kelson mahomes back to their like i said they had one of their nice big games that we just love um mahomes had 410 yards three touchdowns uh travis kelsey had 10 catches for 191 and two touchdowns tyreek had 12 catches for 148 and one touchdown so if you had those guys on your fantasy team you did well this week so congrats on that jonathan taylor has mentioned 29 for 171 touchdown um he's 161 yards a game he needs to get 2k for the year uh, 500 yards more than any running back in the league right now, almost just a little bit under like 412, I think actually, but still he's a big chunk more than any running back in the league right now. Head and shoulders above all the running backs in the league right now in terms of production and output. So he's number one guy. Go buy him. He's he's a good quarter, a good running back, I think, for the next few years. Cooper Cup, nine for 136 for two touchdowns. Uh, again, Cooper Cup just continues to be very dynamic and big for that offense for Stafford. And you know, I think him and Taylor, as we kind of talked about, they are the best guys that aren't quarterbacks in the MVP discussion. So it's a quick product update, but we will kind of talk about the product more on Thursday's night show. Uh, Mosaic is pushed back. Unfortunately, we were hoping for that to come out tomorrow, the 22nd, but it looks like it's slated for the 12th of January. I saw, um, but who knows if that's going to happen as well, but as of now, January 12th, 
All right, so let's close up with my five takeaways from week 15. I just I kind of moved over this already, but I think the Bucks are in trouble. I think they lost too many players to injuries last week against the Saints, and I think obviously they're still going to be in great position to make the playoffs. I just don't think they're going to be as dynamic or as scary in the playoffs as they could have been with having a full guy, full team of health. Like Obviously, losing Godwin's huge. He was number one target for Brady, uh, and he goes a lot of different places, outside, inside. He's just definitely kind of Brady's go-to guy. And I think it's really difficult without him. And I think that's why they got shut out. Once Godwin went down, I think their offense kind of lost their rhythm. And then Fournette went down, and it just all downhill from there. So Bucks aren't as scary. Um, definitely still a team that's going to be good because their defense is pretty good. Uh, but still, they're just not as uh, dom- They won't be as dominant as I thought they could be. Uh, regardless of the offense, so takeaway two, regardless of the offense not being the same, KC is the one seed, which I think is really impressive Mahomes. I mentioned that as well. I just think that KC playing not to the standard of the hobby and what we expect from Mahomes and them still being a one seed is impressive. So hats off to him. Good val- good from Mahomes' value. If Mahomes get that second ring this year, another bump in his value uh, would be good to see. Uh, but I still think we'll see. If that offense slows down the playoffs, it could be similar to Dallas, where I'm not going to have much faith in them. Uh, Colts and Patriots are my kind of playoff run teams, AFC East or AFC, excuse me, New, New England based on the QB play and defense and then Colts based on the strong running defense. Sorry, start strong running game and strong defense behind them as well. Uh, their D line and defense just makes a lot of plays. So I think the Colts could definitely be a team that you don't want to run into in the playoffs. Uh, Ravens are going to miss the playoffs. My takeaway four. I think the Ravens are in a tough spot. Lamar's dinged up. They have a really tough schedule down the stretch. They have, um, they have Bengals, Rams, and Steelers their last three games. And the Bengals kind of have their number. So we'll see if the Bengals can get them again, except it's at Cincy. Uh, but definitely a difficult matchup for uh, for the Ravens on their final three. But all four North teams have a tough matchup. They play each other, and then all four of them play for their out-of-league game or out-of-division game as Green Bay, KC, or Rams are the teams they play. So all four of them have a tough matchup and their division games left. So we'll see how those shake out. And my last takeaway is that Jags now sitting with their one pick. The draft board uh, isn't the best to build around Lawrence. There's two top guys in the 2021, <clears throat> 2022 draft is D lineman. Um, but they could trade down, get there's some good old lineman in the draft as well. They could trade down, get a couple extra picks and get an old lineman. We'll see. Um, but as of now, it's still good for that franchise to have number one pick to go there with Lawrence and they'll get another dynamic player. Uh, yep. So I will be with you guys on Thursday night after the game. I believe the game is Titans and Sam Fran, I believe off the top of my head. I'll have some more product update for you. I'll pull some prices of the more recent product. Um, there's a lot of kind of de- lower end products have been out, but definitely take a check in on those, see where some of our Donruss prices are and uh, get back after it and get back in the swing of things in two week for you guys. I really appreciate you guys. Again, follow me at numbers underscore behind, and I'd be happy to chat with you anytime. We'll talk football. Take care.